Hello and welcome to Silverlight Studies. I'm Sean. Oh, I'm I'm Gavin. I'm Gavin. <laughs> this is a I would say companion show to speak the words, uh, spinning out of what I've done twice now, which is had my friends come on and talk about the Cosmere and full spoilers. Um, I have yeah. no idea how often I'm going to do one of these, and I don't know who's going to be here when I do them. Um, I assume a lot of the time I'll be alone, but whenever I can find people to come and talk to me, <laughs> full spoilers about the Cosmere, I will do so. But Silverlight Studies is kind of like, this is where we're talking full uh, Cosmere spoilers. We're talking about the big concept stuff, the uh, the previews or whatever. Um the when I say full Cosmere spoilers, I do want to say right up front because we're in a weird era right now. Uh, that does not mean secret project spoilers. Uh, yeah. If I do stuff on the secret projects, that will be its own thing and clearly marked. So for people that you know don't want that kind of stuff, they they don't have to get it. Um, mm-hmm. But yes, Gavin, how's it going, dude? It's good, man. I I very recently got pretty much completely caught up with everything going on in the cosmos yes. so got got just so much stuff in my brain right now. last time you came on when we did that interlude you had what you'd finished oathbringer i finished oathbringer and had not started dawn shard yet and so since then i guess what was left that was dawn shard and rhythm of war yeah yeah so Basically, I was putting it off for a while. I was I was pretty much just waiting for my physical copy to show up, which I think I shared it in the you Discord. Did. I, I I got a I got a, a pretty scuffed version of it, and the pages are super wonky. But I was like, you know what? Maybe this is a collector's item. Yeah. Now. So, so I I basically only found time to actually read it um, whenever I had my second child. Yes, and very exciting. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah. So I found a lot of time just kind of in the middle of the night, just rocking my child and just booking the other hand. So, uh, you know, b- basically, I think it took me like five or six days and, you know, blew through that. Uh, and it was very good. And then I was like, cool, once I get back to work, I'm going to just load up uh, Stormlight 4 and just blast through that. And here we are. <laughs> Here we are. Uh, well, now you are you are fully uh, blessed with the glorious knowledge of the Cosmere. You are able to join me yeah. down here in the basement of Silverlight University. <laughs> if anybody doesn't get the title, because it's not actually mentioned anywhere in the books, I don't think. Um, uh, it, I think it, it's I think it's at least mentioned in like Arcanum. Yeah, probably. I, I I think Silverlight is mentioned, but I don't think the whole university thing. So yeah, right. there's a we're already full Cosmere boom. I'm I'm not even gonna explain <laughs> like there's a like a Cosmere concepts. I can just talk about it. This is oh so yeah. freeing. Um, <laughs> uh, in the cognitive realm, there is a city type place known as Silverlight, and uh, Silverlight apparently has a university at it where it seems that's where um, Chris went to. And so the kind of idea when we're doing these full Cosmere spoiler stuff is that we're like scholars at Silverlight University here in the cognitive realm, in the basement with all of our tomes pouring over the cursed (laughs) knowledge of the Cosmere. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, This time in uh, particular, we're going to be talking about the Stormlight Archive 5 prologue, which uh, Sanderson released just under a month ago. Uh, 
I had been trying to work up the ability to uh, uh, do this for a month. And finally, (laughs) I was like, I have time. Let me hit up Gavin, see if he wants to do this. And Gavin, accommodating as always, uh, was like, yeah, let's do it. (laughs) Um, Let's do it. I'm trying to think if there's anything else in the preamble that I, I need to hit on before uh, uh, we dive into this. This episode will be coming out, um, uh, like, I guess I doubt anything's going to happen in a week. That's going to be crazy <laughs> that we're, we'd be all of a sudden, like, way old news what we're talking about. But we are going to record recording this, like, a week in advance, because um, by the time this comes out, season three of Speak the Words will have started. So... Uh, yeah. We're starting that. Uh, we're recording that in a couple days, and that'll come out on Monday, and then this will come out uh, on a Thursday. And so, if you guys see this, and you don't know that season three of Speak the Words has started, you can go back and listen to that episode where we're going to be covering the first couple chapters of Words of Radiance. So, um, I'm so excited because I think uh, I can confidently say right now, I think Words of Radiance is currently my favorite uh, book Ooh. in the comic. I'm very excited. Okay, I'm going to go on a total tangent for just a second, which this is the problem whenever the Cosmere stuff happens. I was doing, uh, literally before uh, you got back to me about tonight, I was doing notes for uh, Words of Radiance, and I got to the first Mm -hmm. Adolin POV chapter. Literally, the first Adolin POV chapter in that book is him talking to Maya and Oh yeah, going on about how like this sword doesn't belong to me. I'm just one part of its great journey through the world. Like having the knowledge of like where Adolin's character arc has gone over these books, reading his first chapter talking about like the sword and stuff is mm-hmm. oh my god! It it's it's crazy. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's that's my big thing too. Just even in just finishing four and going back and re-listening to one just the amount that sanderson just clearly was setting up from the very beginning is ridiculous it's insane it's almost like this is his job and he's been writing this for years (laughs) it's almost like this is his life's work or something you know yeah yeah (laughs) so like I said, this week we're going to be talking about uh, the prologue for Stormlight Archive Five. Uh, this was a, I think this was this was the first draft. I think he said in the video where he read it that literally, yeah, it can it can change, it can change. And I think he said literally like he finished he finished the first draft and then immediately they went into doing this video of him reading it. So like, like <laughs> he was yeah. just excited. Like, let's go! Yeah. I got to show them. So like. <laughs> It's, you know, uh, things are subject to change. He says that there is a timeline issue with Rhythm of War's prologue, um, hmm. which I think it might be, I think it might be something to do with Navani. I think Navani is in two places at once or something. Um, okay. But we'll, you know, we'll see if it's adjusted. Uh, maybe he'll go ahead and instead of changing the ending of a book, he'll change the prologue of a book that he already put out. Uh, he'll pull uh, yeah. a ra- words of radiance, but this time it's, it's changing the prologue. Um, right. but yeah, so the way we're going to kind of move through this is I have broken the prologue up into, cause the prologue is essentially just Gavilar talking to a bunch of people and I've broken it up into like 
each conversation and we'll kind of hit them one by one so that we're not too all over the place. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll end up a little all over the place, but some structure. <laughs> that's kind good. of, that's, that is, uh, that's definitely my big thing. If I end up, you know, just going on a tangent that has like nothing to do with what we're talking about, feel free to just pull no, me back. No, in. no problem. I'm the same way. It's, uh, it, th- this is a dangerous combination. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So the prologue starts uh, with Gavilar in one of the visions. It's the vision of our, uh, the aftermath of Arhetium, uh with all the the, mm-hmm. uh, the nine honor blades stuck in the ground, and he just pretty much has like a conversation with um, with uh, with the Stormfather. But this is kind of significant in a few ways, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the big ones is uh, Chanarach uh, is brought up, uh, I think, for yeah. the second time in the whole series. <laughs> um, like, I, Wait, when was he? When was he first brought uh, up? I she was mentioned. Or yeah, she? I don't even remember when she's been mentioned last. I know that she has been mentioned at least once before, but it's relevant for stuff that happens later in the prologue. It's like, I okay. wonder why you're bringing up this person. Um, yeah, you know. Uh, but the other thing is, so this whole thing is like a vision and there we we <laughs> learn in like Oathbringer that the Stormfather can pull Dalinar into visions that other people are having yeah. having. But I think it's said that they need to be in a high storm, like the orig- original person needs to be in a high storm to pull them in or something. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of high oh, storm yeah, happening. That's weird. At... Yeah. So. Huh. So okay. So this whole thing is weird because the whole premise of this entire prologue is that Gavilar is trying to find the words to become a herald, apparently. Yeah. Which uh, that's not how I thought the oath pact worked. Um, no. I I really didn't think it was going to be words like the ideals were. Um, I kind of thought there was something more to it, but. Hmm. <laughs> It's implied that he does not have a bond with the Stormfather, but yet it's weird that the Stormfather can presumably pull him into visions whenever. Yeah, it's like the relationship between the two is a little unclear. Um, I think at some point in, I think, I can't remember which book it was, but I know the Stormfather basically is like, hey, well, no, I hate you, Colins. Like, I'm not trusting y'all. You know, I like I've, I've done I've tried it before and it didn't like I hated it. So no, fuck you guys. But I I think I don't like it's a little unclear if they're actually like cuz maybe there is a pact here. Like maybe there can be like semi pacts. I don't really I don't know. Like this is this is a very bizarre little like thing that is happening right it now. It is. And we know that the bonds are loose until they're not. Because like yeah. with in words of radiance when Kaladin messes up. Uh, his bond with Syl is in danger, but she doesn't become mm-hmm. a dead eye, and it and it seems that that is because they had not reached a certain a certain level yet. Like if yeah. they if their bond had been, I I I mean I I always assumed that if they had been at the third ideal, that would have been it for her. That oh maybe that, like that's yeah. the. Because they also say that don't 
I feel like they've said as well that like you're not really a radiant until essentially until you get your shard blade. Yeah. Which uh is that is that what they say in Words of Radiance? I don't know if it's in Words of Radiance or Oathbringer, but they they call them like fledgling radiance before then at some point. Yeah. And Yeah. So I'm wondering if that has something to do with the fact that like when you get your shard blade is when your bond with whatever spren has reached the point where they can manifest physically in the world. Mm-hmm. So because we know that not all orders get their shard blades at the same time. Ha- have we seen Gavilar with a shard blade? Yeah, he has one when they're conquering Alethkar in the um in the flashbacks in Oathbringer. Do we know who he's bonded to? Well, he his shard blade isn't a living one, I don't think. It's, oh, okay. it's just a dead blade. It's uh because it's oh, um, gotcha. I think it's Elicar's blade. I think Elicar has it after his dad oh. dies. Okay. okay. I think it's Sunmaker's blade. Sunmaker. Okay. Yeah, that sounds familiar. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think it's the like the the blade that was passed down among the Alethia whatever. Mm-hmm. But um I don't know. This whole thing, just uh, mentioning Chanarak, which we'll come back in a little bit, and also just immediately mm-hmm. establishing that, like, it's weird that he's trying to become a herald. That's not exactly what I had expected his goal to be. Yeah, he definitely, I, th- I think just from the prologue that we get in uh, Rhythm of War, we start to see this very selfish. Gavilar, mm-hmm. uh, just from Navani's perspective, and you know, whenever <clears throat> because we're getting it from a certain character's perspective, we're really just seeing their side of things. So clearly, from her perspective, he seems like an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> but then we get, and then we get over here into this prologue, and there's a lot of stuff confirmed from Navani's perspective. Oh boy. Um. Yeah. It's uh. This is this is definitely a. Uh, this is a bombshell in the Cosmere for sure, and as well as just as a character study of Gavilar before we even really, really know what he's like. Mm-hmm. But just this whole scene where he's, yeah, looking at all these blades and trying to become a herald. It's like, what's what's your goal, dude? Yeah. Like, what are you trying to do? What I One of the things I love about this prologue as well is that we spend so much time over the last you know four books like really building up who gavilar is and like secondhand of course through everybody's perceptions of who he was um right and then as we'll go further through this prologue it kind of all unravels into like oh you were just crazy like you were just Mm -hmm. like you you just had these big ideas and didn't realize that you're not that guy you know, <laughs> yeah, like he's his head is just yeah. full of theories, and it's like, okay, dude, you're just you're just running yeah, with it. You're okay, just going with it. <laughs> go, yeah, go ahead, I guess. Um, but one last thing about the scene that's interesting is this is after they're looking at the blades. They're back in the study at this point, but it's before the next bit. Um, Gavilar says, "If I should die, then I would do so having lived my life right. It is not the destination that matters, but how one arrives there." And then the Stormfather says, not even close. Guess, yeah. Guessing will not bring <laughs> yeah. you to the words, Gavilar. Which is interesting to me because that is extremely close to the first ideal. It's 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 very, very close. <laughs> so it's like, 
is the Stormfather just lying or what I think, is I think he I think he just doesn't want to him be it? to know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's like he's like you're close but I- I'm not going to like I'm not going to confirm anything that you say. Yeah. Like if you're going to say like okay, like you're you are close but I I don't want you to become a hero. <laughs> like I I think the Stormfather knows kind of what the I guess um repercussions would be if he did and he's he's trying to protect that and keep it from happening yes i will i will bring us back to that in a bit when we get to a different part of the prologue but i want you to keep that in the back of your head because there is something else that happens later that i think is interesting um so we were talking about how we kind of started to realize through um Navani's point of view and what i mean even like going back to wave kings and uh what i did on speak the words Navani says in book one that Gavilar was not a good dude, uh, which I had forgotten about until I got to that part doing the podcast. Like it has been set up from the, the, from jump that like this dude maybe wasn't as great as Dalinar thinks he was. And then we get this conversation where Gavilar talks to Dalinar. (sighs) Yeah. Um, Oh, and, and I think I, whenever I was re-listening, back to it as well i think i hopped in the discord and i noticed that whenever dalinar and navani are talking to adolin you know adolin's kind of he he just got done talking about oh this new chick who he mm-hmm. is seeing now and navani says something along the lines of just like well that's it's good hey keep yeah. Keep it up because you don't know. You don't know who you're going to yeah. <laughs> end up with and you don't want to grow old and regret it. And it's like, oh, poor Navani. Poor Navani. <laughs> and so then in this, like Dalinar comes in and he's like, uh, you shouldn't really kill all the Parshendi. I really like them. I think they're cool. And Gavilar's like, this dude is such a loser. And I'm like, oh, what did you just say? Uh, <laughs> and then Gavilar does, I mean, I think... Uh, I think this is the most evil thing he does on page that we see, which is when he needs Dalinar out of his way. He's just like, I don't, I just don't want to talk to you right now. So he suddenly brings up uh, Evie. Oh yeah. And then suggests, and then the, one of the biggest fucking twists to me in like, we, we go all the way back to the book, the first book and Dalinar is beating Mm -hmm. himself up because he's like, Gavilar tried to help me. Gavilar told me to follow the codes that night. Like I, and I failed him. And we find out in this, that Gavilar told him to follow the codes because he knew that that would make Dalinar think of drinking and Dalinar would go get drunk and get out of his hair. Yeah, and it's yeah. He literally is just like, "Hey, go, go have a drink." Like <laughs> he he directs him to he's it. Like, oh my god! Yeah, uh, it's just so evil. Yeah. It's just so to yeah, do yeah. to your brother. Like, yep. Like he he just he clearly doesn't care. No. Um, like like I was saying too about just like these very selfish motives yeah. that that we see of him at the at the beginning of of book uh four you know we're just seeing it really firsthand now from his perspective and he's not doing himself any favors he's literally just like okay get the fuck out of my hair yeah like go go have a drink dude what and it's like man he's just enabling this guy's like alcoholism and like 
just bringing up terrible, terrible stuff from his past. Yeah. yeah, really, really evil stuff, like you said. And, I mean, even, like, re-examining Gavilar after the Dalinar flashbacks in Oathbringer, where Gavilar really comes across as, like, a, su- a supportive older brother who's trying to help, you know, his younger brother mm-hmm. who's, uh, like, battling with addiction. And then you're finding out here that, like, Gavilar uh, told the- Gavilar told his guards to show Dalinar where the alcohol was like he yeah he told the soldiers to drink with Dalinar like he he did all of these things and because he was mm-hmm. jealous of Dalinar essentially like like he he was jealous and he wanted and he didn't want him to bother him like he even talks about um he talks about in this he remembers the time that Dalinar almost killed him on the battlefield, mm-hmm. which was another great scene in Oathbringer where Dalinar is just consumed with the thrill and he's like, I'm just going to go fucking kill him and take the throne for myself. And in Oathbringer, it's kind of played off like Gavilar didn't realize what was happening. But I like in this one, he's like, oh, I fucking knew. I, I-, I knew that guy was about to kill mm-hmm. me. <laughs> I shit myself. Like, <laughs> he's like, Adolin's not the only one that shit his shard plate. Me too. Like, <laughs> yeah. When the Blackthorn charges you, uh, yeah, you're done. You're done, Ski. Alright. Okay, let's get into the meat of it. Let's get it. The, the thing yeah, that happens after here, we'll get it. into the meat of it. Dalinar leaves. The guard leaves. Gavilar gets a knock at the door. He goes, opens it. It's nobody there. And he turns around. And Thydekar is there. The Lord of Scars himself. Let's go. And I... I was listening to this at work. I... Me too. <laughs> I like felt my legs start to give out a little bit, like where I was standing, <laughs> like out of excitement, because again, full Cosmere spoilers, everybody. Um, Kelsier has appeared in Fortnite. Uh, in Fortnite, <laughs> Kel- <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah. Yes. Let's go. I don't know why Fortnite just popped into my head. Kelsier has appeared. <laughs> In Stormlight <laughs> is what I meant to say. And he's default <laughs> he's dancing. Default Let's go. Dancing. He just showed up and he's like, Gavilar, you don't know what the fuck you're doing. And then he just like, he did the Rick dance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's flossing. Whoa. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> nice. He's like, you're not immortal yet. And then he dabbed on him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was it wild. Was wild. <laughs> Man, Brandon, you've done it again. You've done it again, Brandon. All right, what was your reaction to Thydekar, the Lord of Scars, just uh, casually walking into Stormlight Archive? Okay, so check it out. So if you li- if you listen back to our <laughs> our interlude episode, I I'm talking about you know I think I think I was spoiled about something um, because you know you go I'm just I'm just looking at all these characters and the fucking Coppermind wiki, and you know not many details on Thydekar, so I click his name and there's a brief little description. And then I don't, I think I might've accidentally clicked like, you know, the big red letters that said like, don't click me or whatever, whatever the fuck they say. And then it just takes you to Kelsier's page. So I'm like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> and at this point, I don't know really anything about Thydekar. So I'm like, well, maybe this guy's Kelsier. I don't know, yeah. you know? Um, and, and then I mentioned it on the podcast. I'm like, I think I was spoiled that Thydekar is Kelsier. Then you're like, that's an interesting theory. <laughs> yeah, but you brought it up on in the Discord. I paused for like a while after you said that. Oh, did I really? Yeah. I don't remember. I'm glad you don't remember because I struggled to figure out what to say. I left the pause in because I think it's so funny uh, uh, into the <laughs> into the edit. 
Um, yeah. I, 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 I just because I think you going, I think Thytokar is Kelsier. And then I just sat there for like 10 seconds like, what do I say? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like, how do I do? How do I deal with this? Uh, yeah, there, there's been some stuff, too, where uh, my buddy Dash, a coworker of mine, who's who's also listening to all these. Uh, he started listening to all of it after I've gotten I've been completely caught up. So every now and then he'll say something to me and I'm just like, uh, yeah, li- I guess just keep listening. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, uh, you'll find out, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Raffo. Raffo. <laughs> but anyways, I, so I kind of had this thought and then, you know, the very ending of, uh, Words of Radiance, or sorry, uh, Rhythm of <laughs> yeah, War. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Hoyt and Shallan are talking to each other, right? I, I think or Shallan's... no, Hoyt and, and the Sion? I think Shallan is talking I to Marais, but, uh, Hoyt had like Hoyt talks to her off screen about this. Oh yeah, 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 and uh, that's right. And Shallan's like, uh, the Lord of Scars, Wit calls yeah. him or whatever, and that's kind of I think that's kind of our first big, yeah. um, you know, once that happened, that's whenever readers and listeners are like, okay, I know someone else yeah. called the Lord <laughs> of Scars, um, and he's very, you know. All we know is that he's this he's basically a world hopper. He's he's traveling through Shadesmar all the time. He's going to different worlds and he's the leader of the Ghostbloods and they're kind of this sect of world hoppers. And yeah, I think that was for me after kind of that whole <laughs> personal fiasco of <laughs> of getting all that shit spoiled for me. I was like, "Okay, it's yeah, this guy's yeah, he's Kelsier." And so yeah, I'm listening to this and I, f- I fully was not expecting. Neither was I. I, I comp- I did not in the slightest because all I all that I knew of his mentioning of Thydekar, uh was from the prologue of book yeah. one. Whenever Seth is fighting him, yeah. yeah, he asks if Thydekar sent yeah. him. So going into this prologue for book five, I'm not really assuming. Yeah. Oh, him and Thydekar just yeah, talked yeah, to each other, yeah. you know? So this happens, and then he you see Thydekar, and he describes what he looks like, and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yep, there he is. There he is, boys. Like, there he is. He's default He's dancing. Default like, what the fuck? Dancing, right? <laughs> like, right in the, it's crazy. Right in the middle of Gavilar's study. Who's letting him do this? Yeah. I, I love that, like... Because I I remember uh, I read Rhythm of War a couple months after it came out, and so I was able to jump on the Thydekar thing like pretty close to after it was like revealed. Yeah, pretty soon. Uh, and Sanderson on in an interview told us like because uh, Marais or whatever is like he only speaks to us through avatars, and everybody's like, mm-hmm. does Kelsier have an avatar? That's crazy. And Sanderson's like, no, he's fucking lying through his teeth. He doesn't have an avatar. He's he's talking to them like as a Sion through a Sion in a trench coat. And I was like, that's a yeah. funny visual, but like we're not actually gonna see that. And then <laughs> I started listening yeah. to this, and he literally appears in this prologue as a Sion in a cloak. Like <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like Yeah. Very, very bizarre stuff. <laughs> um very fu- like good visual humor yeah. there. <laughs> Yeah, no, this was this was definitely a big shocker 
to me. Like I, de- I was not, and not, not only was I not expecting him to be just like talking to Thydekar, but I was not expecting that we just, uh, we essentially get a full fucking reveal that he is Kel- yeah. like if you have read Mistborn and Mistborn Era Two, there's just no there's like no question. That's, that's him. Yeah, that's him. Yeah, like it's just so cut and dry. There it is. Thydekar is Kelsier, and now they are having a conversation, and we get to see like Kelsier speak. Yeah, in a different series that is not Mistborn, and it's like wow. Okay, <laughs> this is this is new. <laughs> and not only that, but like. Because, like, he starts the conversation as Thydekar, you know? And I'm like, yeah, okay. Like, I'm like, okay, it's very cool that Thydekar's here, but, like, we're not going to hear Kelsier, you know? He's going to be playing this yeah. performance of who everybody thinks Thydekar is. But Gavilar, like, tries to do a power game, and immediately Kelsier's like, oh, fuck it, I'm just going to talk to him. And, like, he becomes mm-hmm. Kelsier, like I, I like the mm-hmm. back half of the conversation. I don't see as Thydekar. Like that's Kelsier to me when he's like, like uh, Gavilar's just like I'm. Oh, I've got my big head, and I know that I'm a big bad man. And he's like, dude, you're you gotta be careful. You're not immortal yet. Like, yeah, you're playing with very dangerous powers right now. And like, um, this quote I love that he says, where. He says, you can't grow beyond the tide, Gavilar. You swim with it or get swept away. The things we've started are in motion. And to be honest, I don't know that we did that much. I think that tide was coming, whatever we did. Uh, Like, like Mm -hmm. he just dropped some fucking life advice on Gavilar. He's just like, look, dude, I know that like I'm threatening you with death or whatever, but let's just let's get down to the real shit for a second. Yeah. (laughs) Like, yeah, which is a very Kelsier thing to do, you know? Yeah, definitely. I'm. I just. I can't wait for Secret History too. Yeah. <laughs> whatever that. Yeah. Whatever that looks yeah. like. I just want to know like how he got here. Like what sort of other stuff that he experienced. Like how is he? Just seems so confident. Like yeah. not like he wasn't confident before, but now he's he's completely going by like a different name. He's he's essentially a completely different person now. Uh, yeah. No, this is this was mind blowing. And then also just I wasn't expecting him to be blue. Well, yeah. Maybe I... Mean, I, I think... Maybe... Because he's communicating through a Sion. Okay, because yeah. he, he makes a note of it. Whenever whenever Gavilar's kind of looking at him, he's kind of analyzing him, and he's, like, a little confused because he's like, it was blue. Was he uh, Amian? Yeah. Uh, Natten? No. This was softer, glowing blue. Yeah. You know, like, 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 Thydekar was made entirely of a white-blue light. And so whenever I... And listening to this in my head, I I just think, okay, well, this is like just a projection, though. Yeah. So maybe that's just like that's just what he looks like, and maybe this is just the first time that he's ever seen any person be projected from a Sion. I, I mean, I think that's the only time we've ever seen it in the. Co- I, I have I, I like they don't we don't see full body projections in Elantris, right? From Sions. No, I think we see no, faces. Think, well, yeah, 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 yeah. But like. It's not described like, oh, but their face glowed this yeah. weird blue color the entire time. I yeah. get the feeling Kelsier has learned some shit, you know, yeah. and that he, he's kind of, he's mm-hmm. messing with stuff that maybe he probably shouldn't be. But on like a, on, cause I, I, I listened to it a, a total of twice now, mm-hmm. 
And I think whenever, I think the second time I was listening to it, I think I was reading too much into it. And I was like, wait, so is his skin blue? Why, why is his, wait, is, is, is he Coloss now? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> That'd be a hell of a twist. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I yeah, I'm very excited. Before I listen to this prologue, my, my, my expectation was, I thought we were going to, see that we were going to see Kelsier in Lost Metal and that yeah. then in Stormlight 5 we would get like one scene of him talking like to one person maybe you know now I'm like yeah, yeah. he's going to fucking be in these books like I'm not like it's not a get like <laughs> if he's in the prologue of Stormlight 5 I'm 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 so sure he's going to be in the book again after this. I think he's going to talk to Shalon or somebody at the end. Yeah. Like it almost in a way it almost kind of feels like with this whole uh Yozora reveal uh-huh. in Kingdom Hearts 3 like there's definitely okay, so this first arc is over but you know Yozora was introduced and now we can expect him to kind of be a main character. Mm-hmm. In some degree, in in the next arc, you know, Kingdom Hearts four and on onwards. That's kind of how I I see this as well. Maybe we won't see too much. I mean, we definitely see Thydekar here in this prologue. You know, he's very very present. Um, but <clears throat> you know, this is all we have of this book so far. Yeah. Who's to who? Who knows yeah, how much true. of a presence he's going to have? But because this is sort of this whole setup of the finale of this first half of the Stormlight Archive. Who knows? Maybe maybe the second half of this whole series, like six through ten, we'll see Thydekar yeah. as like a like a uh, really present character. Well, I, I think Sanderson has said that Kelsier is like really important to Miss Bornera 3. So like Yeah, yeah, I heard that. So too. like uh, that's that's soon, you know, like that's, that's the project mm-hmm. after Stormlight 5. So it, it definitely feels like Lost Metal and this book together are like, I feel like we're finishing off a phase of the Cosmere between. Yeah. That. And I think there was, there was a and a that I listened to, or it was one of his live streams. I think he did say like, yeah, this is, this is definitely the, uh, like with the upcoming secret part projects those are pretty much the start of this yeah. next phase. Like right now we are ending phase one with the lost metal and stormlight five. And like he's definitely setting up like phase two or whatever. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. I'm so, I'm so yeah. excited. Yeah. Honestly, you know, this whole, this whole, like I was, I was listening to, you know, all of this and then Thydekar shows up. And for the rest of my listening experience, I'm like, Kelsier's here. Yeah, Kelsier's yeah. here. Kelsier's here. Holy shit. Holy like it was hard for me to even pay attention uh, yeah. afterwards because I'm like fucking Kelsier's yeah. here. It's like it was like, yeah, for sure. I was I was listening and I, I had to rewind it a couple times because I would just be thinking about like, oh my god, Kelsier was in Stormlight Archive. Like he said lines of dialogue. Like <laughs> Yeah. Oh my god. And and he just says, and he has a metal yeah. spike going through his eye. That's what I was like. That's, That's it. it. That's it. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. This is too good. Too good. I'm not worthy. Yeah, it's... Oh, my <laughs> God. I can't... Like, and this is how the book opens. Like... You yeah, know? seriously. Like, <laughs> like, you, you're... Brandon, you're making a... You're making an impression. Yeah. You're making a big, strong impression. You've... 
<laughs> I don't doubt you, but boy, oh boy, if this is how you're starting this book off, oh my God. Also, uh, the title of this uh, prologue is To Live, which was- Yes, To Live. Uh, had me worried <laughs> until the very end. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll get yeah. there. <laughs> so the next big thing was Gavilar talking with Kalak and Nail, um, which was great because that's when everything started to fall apart. I, I, I like for Gavilar, like, um, mm-hmm. I, I think the moment where everything breaks for Gavilar is when Kelsier is like, you can't grow beyond the tide, Gavilar. Like when he, when Kelsier yeah. drops the act and he just talks to him and he talks down to him, like, when he's like, mm-hmm. you really don't know what the hell you're doing. Like that, pretty much everything after that, I feel like we start to see that Gavilar doesn't really know what he's talking about. Sure. Like, because Kalak and Nail walk in and Gavilar treats them like two crazy people. And he's like, they say they're heralds, but like, they're not heralds. Come on. I know about the heralds. And you're like... You're such a moron. <laughs> like, yeah. You don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. I think I think from my perspective, though, the more that we kind of got to learn about the Heralds, though, the more it definitely was like, man, Heralds are just, they're just like people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, they're just like normal guys and girls, yeah. man. Like, they're just, they're just people. And like, everyone worships them. You know, I start to, I start to sympathize a little bit more with who is it? Shalash, who yeah. is going around like tearing down idols it's like yeah i if i knew if i knew all you know just everything that that we know now it's like yeah i I don't blame her and it's funny now like remembering back to whenever uh mango is like you know i i don't i don't like that she's doing that most you know mostly her position is like i don't think the art should be destroyed but it's like but man like when it's art of yourself and you know it's all just they're just worshiping you and, and it's, it's all like, based on a lie it's, it's all a lie yeah. like it's so clearly a lie yeah. you know later on it's like man like yeah i don't blame yeah. her <laughs> yeah i i am very excited uh to see if that specific position changes <laughs> because like yeah i i, I hope learn. you remember to ask yeah. her about kind of like that so you know we remember yeah. you know how do you feel yeah, now yeah. <laughs> um Gavilar kind of tries to bully Rastaris or Kalak in this. And yeah, I, <laughs> I, I love N- Nail just steps in and he's like, like he just grabs him by the shoulder and he's like, you're an idiot. What are you doing? Stop this right yeah. now. Like you're going to ruin everything. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. um, I also love there's a little exchange in here where, uh, Nail's clearly about to kill Gavilar. And then Yeah, he's he's getting ready. He's like, You're the king, your will is law in this land. And he just kind of steps away and uh, like Gavilar feels so full of himself afterwards. He's like, Yes, that is right. My will is law. I am the law. And I'm just sitting mm-hmm. there like, you have no idea how close to death you were. Like, you <laughs> you yeah. have no idea. Like uh, the only thing that saved you is that nail is also completely insane at this point and worshiping laws and the letter of the law and all of that. Yeah. Like nail absolutely would have killed you otherwise. <laughs> yeah. Very interesting. I almost want a, uh, a uh, stormlight. What if 
Where Nail <laughs> like, just kills Gavilar. Yeah, <laughs> Nail just fucking ends him right there. So good. I wonder if <laughs> I wonder if Nail had known that the Stormfather was like getting buddy buddy with Gavilar, if he would have been like, "Fuck it, my 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 duty to kill fledgling radiance supersedes." <laughs> my mm-hmm. letter of the law devotion if like he would have just yeah. ended gavilar there and just been like yeah, it's not worth it you could possibly become a bondsmith at some point and i cannot let that happen yeah um yeah crazy stuff the one thing i will say that i think disappoints me about this prologue and i'm i feel we'll probably learn more about this during the actual book we still don't really get an answer about where the void light came from uh yeah, I imagine that's going to be a big a big part of the next book. Seeing as Zeth had it, and this is kind of the Zeth book, like, well, I guess Zeth tossed yeah. it at the end. Or I think I think they say that Zeth got rid of it pretty much immediately after he killed Gavilar. He, oh, no, he hid it somewhere in Alethkar, I think. Mm-hmm. So I guess maybe we'll go back to that. But, like, I'd, I'd kind of been hoping that we would... We would learn about that, but we have like yeah. A I think for me, twelve hundred page book left. But yeah, go on. Sorry. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. No. And, and honestly, you know, it's it's hard for me to be so picky about mm. you know just little things like that, especially whenever we got Lightagar. Yeah, you know, like, yeah like it's like man, there's a there's there's a lot going on already. You know, like I said, like after that whole point, I, it was hard for me to even focus, like, continue yeah, listening, yeah. yeah, and focus, but um. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like with a lot of this, just kind of as I've been going through the books, anytime that there's something new mentioned, I've pretty much conditioned myself to be like, uh, yeah, that's just, he just said that. I don't know what that <laughs> we'll is, but um, yeah, I imagine we'll get there. And I hope I'm, I hope I'm paying attention whenever it happens, you know? So I even, even whenever Void Light was, Void Light was being tossed around in book four, yeah. I kind of was like, should I know should I know more about this yeah. than I already than I than what I do know right now and I <laughs> I'm glad that you're kind of confirming for me right now that like yeah I think we should I think we should uh get some more information about this because we don't we don't know enough right now so I'm just looking forward to learning more about it in the next you know fucking 1500 pages yeah. or whatever it's also very possible that I miss something because I'll be real when rhythm of war got really sciency I'm not sure I absorbed all of it uh I'm not the smartest or I'm I'm not the most uh, apt when it comes to science based stuff. So those chapters of Rhythm of War, I think I might have had a lot of it kind of go over my head a little bit. Uh, You mean just like those those moments with Navani and and Homegirl? Yeah. Yeah. Like I loved their dynamic. It was just like when there were like pages of Navani being like. And then I ring this thing and the magic does this and the science does this. I'm like, I think I'm following, but I'm not sure that I am. And it's not like have have you only fall. read that one once or have you done I've only read it have once. you done it twice? Okay. Yeah, I, I'm yeah, excited I wonder, to read yeah, it. Yeah, I'm hoping on a I'm hoping on a second read through I can uh definitely cuz I'm on the same page yeah. as you. Like I liked those scenes, but yeah, same. It's just kind of like, you know what? Maybe I Maybe now that I finished it and I have some more knowledge about how some of this stuff works, mm-hmm. maybe I can follow it a little bit better once it's, you know, one, the one Mogin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I 
But yeah. And then like we get the Navani Navani shows up. Um and I think I think there's yeah, the, uh Sanderson doesn't go back over the Navani and uh Gavilar conversation from book 4, but we do Yeah, I was wondering if he was going to. Yeah, I'm I'm glad that he didn't. Uh, one thing we'll yeah, talk about a little too. bit later, he also he doesn't go back over the book 1 stuff between like Zeth mm-hmm. and uh, Gavilar for the most part. I think I would have liked to have seen a little bit more of Gavilar's POV when uh literal man walking on walls is trying to kill him. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, at the same time Maybe maybe there's just not a whole lot there going yeah, on in yeah. his mind just because this seems to be something he's well aware That's of. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> he he knows that like shit is going down. But I do love this yeah. line when he's looking at Navani and he like reconsiders the way that he has been treating her and everybody around him. And then he re- mm-hmm. he goes back on it and he says if he was going to be a god, best to sever attachments. The sun could love the stars, but never as equals. And it's like yeah. he's so far gone at this point. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. and he and he's got such an inflated ego, and he thinks so much higher of himself. Um, but I, I I'm yeah. very interested. It's a good line. I think it's uh, yeah. I think it's just I think it's just a good line as well. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and then. We get uh, Gavilar talks with the Stormfather for like a, a moment, um, and he kind of they talk about Baido Mishram a bit, but they don't talk too much about Baido Mishram because like we're, that that's going to be the book. Like we know that. Like we know that. Uh, yeah, the, I'm very curious yeah. about what Baido Mishram is really. <laughs> yeah, I like they like they promised pretty much at the end of Rhythm of War that that's what. Shalon storyline is going to be so when they started talking about her I was like it's cool that we're talking about her but I don't really expect to get any answers in the prologue you know mm-hmm. um, yeah but the interesting thing that I wanted to bring back up is this exchange going back to what you were saying about uh, the Stormfather like kind of pulling da- uh, Gavilar around when it comes to the words because Gavilar says, um, uh, Gavilar's like, you've never challenged what I'm doing. I would have thought that returning the Voidbringers would be opposed to your very nature. And the Stormfather says, opposition sometimes is needed. You will need someone to fight should you take the position I am offering you. And then, give it to me, Gavilar said. Now, I need it. And the Stormfather, the Stormfather turned a shimmering head his direction. That was almost them. So huh. that's interesting to me. The okay, what, those those were almost the words. A demand so close and so far. Oh gosh, there's so much to unpack. There. Yeah, I don't like. I don't even know where to start with that. Like, that's give it to me now. I need it. What? <laughs> what? What's your theory on that? <sighs> I was very opposed to this my first time through, this theory. It's a pretty popular theory. And as I was listening through again today and prep for this, it's kind of the only thing I can latch on to. And it's that I don't know that that's the Stormfather. There is a theory that that is Ishar using the Bondsmith Honor Blade. Oh, boy. And that he's trying to get 
Gavilar to take his place in the Oath Pact. Interesting. Yeah, I don't even know. That's... Yeah, I'm going to have... Oh, God, I got to read through all this again. <laughs> you know, like, this is... That's, that's nuts. Um, I know a little bit further further down, um, you know, Gavilar asked, do you regret choosing me, yeah. Stormfather? Stormfather says, you are the one I have chosen. Um, that's not an answer to the question I ask. It's the one that I will give regardless. You know, that's... But then right after that, they say, we have no bond. Yeah. You you are my tool, Gavilar. So I'm like, what? Like, what's what sort of like powers does the Stormfather have? Like, what is their relationship? I don't. The Stormfather is all over the place in this prologue. Like, uh, and I don't know if that's because he hasn't been bonded for so long that he's kind of losing it, or if it is that it's not the Stormfather and it's somebody else manipulating Gavilar. But like, it's. Are you are you thinking the the Stormfather is only not the Stormfather here in this prologue just or in the, prologue. the entire time? Okay, because yes. I'm like that's a that, no. that would also change yeah. a, a shit ton of stuff if it's like oh Dalinar is not even bonded to the actual Stormfather. Yeah, no, I I think it's possibly just in this one. I even I don't know if I even super buy into it. It was just this time through. I was thinking about it and it just like. It seems like the Stormfather is very obsessed with the idea of Gavilar taking somebody's place. Like, 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 give it to me now. I need it. Like, like uh, trying to take something from him. Right. Yeah. Just, just like excessive force. Yeah. And there's something, there's, there's more later on about this that we will talk about uh, uh, pretty soon. Um, But like, uh, the Stormfather, I think, I don't know if it's that the Stormfather was, is being like, this is just a rough draft and the Stormfather's like not just, he's just not super in character in this, but mm-hmm. I think there's something weird with him. Okay. Yeah. I think I'll have to just kind of go through yeah. it again to notice all those little weird character changes. <laughs> Cause I think I agree too. I think I do remember feeling like there was something a little bit off just in their conversations mm-hmm. like he just doesn't seem the same it's definitely not the same way that he communicates to Dalinar. i mean he's lying in this it definitely it definitely seems that way like it, it seems like he's lying in this but we know that 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 the Stormfather has lied to dalinar before which is still kind of yeah, like that's true aren't you a splinter of honor is lying something you can do like <laughs> you know like, uh, yeah, it, it's all but very difficult. But isn't there, isn't the, um, I don't know, isn't there something in one of the books that kind of, well, they, whenever they go into Shadesmar, I think Adolin or someone, they kind of have this, uh, this sort of dilemma where honor just means, yeah. it could m- just mean something completely else to a different group of people. Yeah, perspective is everything. Yeah. So, yeah, with, Maybe, maybe in the Stormfather's perspective, him withholding truth and maybe replacing it with a with like a lie, is is the more honorable thing to do in his mm-hmm. perspective. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I I will move through this next bit just kind of quickly. Um, okay, which is just the it's Gavilar speaking with the Sons of Honor. Um, mm-hmm. uh, the big more Amaram, which I'm like, did I need that? 
<laughs> you know, <laughs> okay, yeah, Amram's here. I, I hate him. Um, but the, the conversation between Gavilar and Taravangian is interesting. I don't remember. I don't remember what book it is, but at some point Taravangian had been like, I spoke to Gavilar the night he died. And all the readers went, what? Like, (laughs) because I don't think he's mentioned at all in any of the prologues before this one. Um, Mm -hmm. So this was a big, like, when did Taravangian speak to him? Like, I I, I don't think we, I think this was the first time we actually saw anything about this. Um, And it was just interesting how Taravangian is always able to make everybody open up to him. Uh, and kind of drop their boundaries around him. Like, Gavilar kind of feels sincere in his... Oh my god, dude. Whenever Dalinar and, and Taravangian are, like, in their little cell, and he's, yeah. like, talking to him. I mean, Dalinar, Zeth basically talks to him, and he's like, yo, Homeboy was clearly lying to you. Yeah. Like, you're just, you just, like, agreed with everything. And then Dalinar's like, yeah, I, get, I know. I, I know what I'm yeah. doing. But up until that point, I'm like, this guy is literally fucking Terra from Birth by Sleep. <laughs> I'm like, Dalinar is just falling for this shit. Like, what is he? What is he doing? Um, but yeah, I think everybody kind of becomes Terra from Birth by Sleep whenever they talk. <laughs> yeah, to whenever, him. which is a, a terrifying uh, uh, prospect for the new vessel of the Shard of Odium. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, dude. <laughs> oh, and also side tangent. Whenever, whenever Teravangian grabs Nightblood. <laughs> And plunges it into Odium in the... I don't know if you've listened to the graphic audio version of this, but you get this very weird... Because I, I, I don't know how it's exactly described in the book, but it, it the sound that Nightblood makes whenever he is sucking up Odium, it's like... <laughs> <laughs> like it's like it's like it's like water going through like a tube what? and it's like it's like this weird gushing Ooh, sucking God. sound it's it is it's 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 very erotic now it's like it's it's very interesting the way it happens and i don't really know how i feel about it but i was like i was like there's a lot happening right now what the fuck is happening i, I, um, I can't imagine but it was how that would influence that scene's impact <laughs> no, no, you just get this like he plunged, you know, night blood into odium, whatever, and we just get <laughs> like just like this weird sucking sound. It's like I, I, I know how it works. You don't like you don't need the I don't this noise. yeah I don't need the the sound yeah. Now I have a weird visual of like <laughs> like this cartoon like sword like getting bigger with like gulps of water or something like I don't know. It's it's weird. Uh. But we, in this bit, we get a, uh, we get brought up. The desolation is near the Everstorm, the Night of Sorrows, which, um, oh, so, okay. Um, there's a lot of theorizing <laughs> around this specific death rattle. Um, I haven't really looked into any conversation around this prologue. Yeah. <laughs> well, so, this, yeah, this, let me know. Let me know the theories. Well, yeah, this death rattle has been around since I think like, Away of Kings, although this is an interesting little tidbit of Tarvangian saying that that death rattle comes from his mother. Um, where okay. the idea that's interesting about this is that the desolation happens at the the desolation begins at the end of book one. That's when Tom comes back and he's like, Yo, shit's fucked. We gotta do something about it. Oh shit, I'm too mm-hmm. late. We're all gonna die. 
Um, the Everstorm happens at the end of book two. So like, okay, it's kind of like these, um, these events are happening in a certain order. They're not one thing because in the first death battle or in the death battle in wave Kings, it kind of sounds like it's referring to one event, but people have started to break these up into multiple events. And so the Mm -hmm. question is, what is the night of sorrows? And is the night of sorrows possibly the ending of book five? Like, (laughs) Mm. like it's a scary idea. Uh, yeah. (laughs) When I, when I read stuff like that, I'm just like, Cool. Don't know what that is. Can't wait yeah, to find out more. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I, I just, I don't know if I want, uh, not that I want, I don't know if the, if the, the night of sorrows is the happiest way to describe something. Uh. <laughs> Especially the finale yeah. of, you know, this first arc. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Like I, I, um, I actually a while ago, or I think I was on my work on my way to work a few days ago and I saw, um, like someone uploaded a predictions video for kind of what they think is going to happen in Stormlight. It might've been a Daniel Green video or something. It was in my, it was in my recommended. Mm -hmm. And he, he kind of gives his own like mock-up version of, I don't know if you've seen this video, but he, he's like, I think all these characters are going to die. (laughs) And then after he, yeah. After he says that he kind of does this dramatic reading of like something that he wrote himself, like what, how he thinks, these characters are going to die. And then like, he's like, I think Shallan's going to die. Oh and then, and then he, and then he has this, he has this reading where like pattern is like no dying. And I just like, I like, I'm like, uh, I'm like, no, 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 no. Don't do this to me. Don't do this to me. And I, and I'm like, Oh my gosh. Like, is this going to end with everybody dying? Is that what the night of sorrows is? Oh, concerned. Um, yeah. Very concerned. After the scene, Gavilar lays it all on the table for the Stormfather, and this is when everything gets weird. Um, so <laughs> I will read a little bit of this just out because this is another interesting thing. Um, this is lazy, Gavilar said, uh, forcing himself to sound amused and not reveal his annoyance. I've made grand. Pl- oh wait, no, sorry. I wanted. Uh, yeah, I've made grand grand plans. You do not consider with reverence the position you seek, the Stormfather said. I feel you are not the one that I need, that I decided to find. You said that you were charged with this task, Gavilar said, by honor, finding someone to show the visions, to prevent calamity. You didn't decide anything. You were instructed to do all of this. And then the Stormfather goes, that is true. I do not speak in human ways. But still, once you are a... Harold, you will need to leave everything you know. You will be given up to torture between returns. Why is it this doesn't bother you? And this is when Gavilar's like, I'm just going to fucking give in. And someone's yeah. like, huh? <laughs> and he's like, yeah. yeah, why would I say? <laughs> but the interesting part of this is if you are operating with the idea. Okay. I'm going to read part of this again to you, uh, Gavin, but I want you to listen to me saying it with the theory of this is not the Stormfather and it's actually Ishar. Just in your head, okay? okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he says... Go ahead. All right. Uh, You do not consider with reverence the position you seek, the Stormfather said. I feel you are not the one that I need, that I decided to find. You said that you were charged with this task mm. by honor, finding someone to show you the visions, to prevent calamity. You don't. You didn't decide anything. You were instructed to do all of this. Uh, that is true. I do not speak in human ways. But still, once you were a herald... But, like, uh, continuing on that... Yeah, 
Whoa. Okay. Kind of sounds so, like maybe some backpedaling there a bit with I do not speak in human ways. Yeah. Um, and and Gavilar just calling him out like, like, you said you were, you know, you said that this was something, you know, fueled by honor, but like you were, you were instru- like, you have instructions. And he kind of, he kind of calls him out on this. And then he also, the Stormfather, he says like a, he adds an ellipses before he says Harold. Yeah. As if, as if, uh, I mean, I think this is also just to show, you know. Disdain. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Harold's just aren't really what he thinks they are. But there, there, yeah, just in these two little paragraphs, there is definitely a lot to unpack here. I think I'm starting to, I think I'm starting to agree with this, with this theory. And so we talk about like Gavilar's plan of how he's like, I'm just going to fucking give up, dude. And then you're going to do your thing or like we're they're, they're going to come. My people are going to kill them and they're going to get all their cool trainings to recover the tranquil line halls. And as Gavilar is saying that this isn't in the book, but I imagine that the Stormfather's like, I've told you all this stuff and you still believe the bullshit about the tranquil line halls. Like he's like, I've told you yeah. the true story. Why do you still believe this? Like, <laughs> like I, he Gavilar just goes off in like this, uh, like what he believes and what we know is not true. Um, yeah. And is this, is this the whole like war is a path to glory? Yeah. This whole Alethi yeah. like idea of we're, we're fighting wars so that when we die, we can go join a greater war, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> very like, like Norse. Kind yeah. Of yeah. Like ins- inspired here, kind of like it. And uh, Stormfather's like, "Ah, oh, Gavilar, I see, I see my miscalculation. Your entire religious upbringing, created from the lies of Ahar Etiam, it pointed you toward this conclusion. Terrible though it is." Um, and then uh, another interesting thing here. Uh, okay. Uh, suddenly the Stormfather wavered. Lightning pulsed through his shimmering form, lighting Gavilar's room with an elect- electric glow. Blue frost on the rugs, pure light reflecting in the glass of the balcony's do- balcony doors. Then the Stormfather cried out, a sound like a peal of thunder, agonized. What? Gavilar said, backing up. What happened? A herald. A herald has died. No, I am not ready. The oath pact. No, they mustn't see. They mustn't know. Um. What? Wait. Which do we know? Which Harold this is who died? Well, I think it is not a coincidence that Chana was brought up ah. early on in the prologue after barely being okay. brought up. Do you do you know the the whole thing with Chana, Gavin? The whole theory. Uh, I'm. I don't know any theories okay. about. So. Yeah. The theory is, you know what? Hang on. Oh, I God. just, I'm gonna let me get a picture of Chanaraj. Hang on. I'm just, <laughs> I, I, I just, I did a quick little search earlier whenever her yeah. name popped up. Just, you um, know, if you just like look yeah. at her, like, yeah, you know, um, okay, <laughs> yeah, does she kind of look like possibly the description of any characters from the series from, uh, from Warbreaker? Oh, what's okay. her name? Wait, or, 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 the first person I thought was maybe, um, Oh, well, I mean, I guess she looks a little like Shalon. She does look a little <laughs> bit like Shalon, huh? Would you yeah. like to hear something kind of crazy? Uh, we, yeah. we people have looked at the timelines. Um, 
Shallan's mother was killed the same month that Gavilar was killed. No fucking way. No fucking way, dude. <laughs> it, no way. It's the way. same month. <laughs> we don't have uh, specific days, but we know that it, it happened the same month. Wow. Okay. Hold on. I had to I had to sit up a little bit for that one. This is interesting. This is very interesting. Well, now I feel like I have to go back and re-listen to it just with the assumption that Shallan's mom is a herald. <laughs> I feel like it kind of explains why so much weird shit was happening around their family. Like there were skybreakers around yeah. and the cryptics were there and the ghost bloods and Thydekar were sniffing around. Like if there's a herald there, it kind of makes sense that all these different forces would be coming into uh, contact here. Mm-hmm. But it, it's, I mean, so the, what this does, okay, Gavin, what this does, yeah. this implies <laughs> yeah. that possibly, because we, there, there's no other herald that we know of that dies at this point before okay. now. Um, what this does is this would mean that Chana would go to Braze with Taln. Yes. And Sanderson said, yes. and they even say it in the book, they say it in Rhythm of War, that Taln didn't break. Okay. But now if there's a second herald on Braze, that means Taln didn't have to be the one to break. <sighs> okay. And that could be oh, how Taln wow. got sent back at way, in the Way of Kings. is <clears throat> Because... He, Oh, like right at the end when yeah. it with with Hoy because he didn't yeah. break, Chana did, oh and my that's gosh. what triggers the desolation. But on this theory, it would mean that the Voidbringers held back. It would mean that it would mean that the fused should have been able to come through at the end of Way of Kings, but they wanted the Everstorm to be because okay. the Everstorm bypasses the Oath Pact. As long now that the Everstorm is in place, like it doesn't matter. They can keep coming back however many times they want. So the idea would yeah. be that they could have come back at the fused could have come through at the end of way of Kings, but they didn't want to tip off okay. that they were back. So they waited for the Everstorm to be completely in place before they came back. Yeah. I don't, uh, yeah. I mean, maybe let's assume that this theory yeah. <clears throat> is, is accurate. Um, I feel like, I feel like that assumption of they're just, holding back just kind of with how we know Brandon Sanderson kind of likes to subvert expectations to some degree mm -hmm. and kind of just throw new ideas at us whenever mm -hmm. we are thinking one thing he's like Oop, he's like oh well thing. here's this other yeah. thing that yeah here's another thing maybe it could just be completely something something totally different yeah. um but i mean yeah that's a it's a cool theory um i you know what? Fuck it. I'll just say, yeah, I believe it. Yeah. I trust the plan. Yeah. I trust the plan. <laughs> I, I had heard the Chana is Shalon's mom theory before this. And I was like, just because yeah. <clears throat> just because there's two redheaded characters doesn't mean that they're related. <laughs> and I'm listening to this prologue for the first time. And he's like, a herald has died. And I was like, no fucking way. Like, I was... I. And it's interesting. I will now refer back to uh, the description of Chana's sword from the very beginning. Um, mm -hmm. So he, uh, Gavilar picks up Chana Rach's blade. He was fond of this one. It had an ornamentation like the others. This one focused on a large arrowhead design near the hilt, but went beyond that even. 
The blade was bifurcated with the slit down the center. That long hole in the center would be impossible or at least highly impractical for a normal sword, a foolish design for a common weapon. Here it was the symbol that this blade was something unnatural and possible. But the idea of the sword being split is kind of an interesting mm-hmm. maybe correlation to Sholan's mental state. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. You know, there's Yeah. There's some interesting stuff in in this and it's uh I I 100% believe after this. I don't know 100%. 100% is very is very confident. I <laughs> 87% believe that yeah, Chana was <laughs> Shalon's mom. Um Okay. I mean maybe like so much of what happens, I feel like, makes sense in the context of <clears throat> Shalon's mother was a crazy person that was a herald. Like, that's why she tried to kill her daughter. Like, <laughs> she was a herald yeah. affected by madness. I'll just send you this tweet real fast because okay. okay. I was trying to look. I was trying to look up um, something kind of along the lines of what I was sort of thinking. Mm-hmm. And I was sort of thinking that maybe it's Siri. Mm, um, okay. A oh, Warbreaker. yeah. And Brandon Sanderson had tweeted these these fan art photos of her with red hair. Granted, they can change their hair color, yeah. you know. Um, but also, you know, and this is also me. I know not. I know the guys over at Graphic Audio don't know exactly where Brandon's going yeah. with every single little detail. Um, but the voice actors are like Scottish. Like they got the, or at least they put on like Scottish Mm -hmm. accents whenever they're voicing the two sisters. Mm -hmm. And so I just saw this photo and I'm like, okay, there's some like Celtic sort of thing going on here. And you know, I, my first thought other than Shalon, I'm thinking like, well, maybe it's someone because at first I'm like, is it Shalon? And then I'm like, no, no, no. And then you started telling me about the mom. But (laughs) I think my first initial thought was like, maybe it's just someone not from the Stormlight archive. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, maybe this is, maybe it's a Siri. I don't know. But I don't know. Uh, it's crazy, crazy stuff. That's a really cool thing. It's crazy <laughs> stuff, and it's just like, like you said, the the Thydekart thing obviously was was sitting with me for a long time as well. But this <laughs> was like, because this was a theory that I'd completely written off. I'd complete. I was like, there's no way that you guys are reading way far into this. Oh, um, here mm-hmm. we go. Uh, uh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Um. Sorry, I have the first, uh, let me get the, um, the first flashback, um, the first flashback of Shalon's, um, in Words of Radiance, uh, here Podcasting, everyone, yeah, sorry. here we go. All right, sorry. Uh, chapter <laughs> chapter 10 of Words of Radiance is the first Shalon flashback in there, and okay. it is from... When Shalon kills her mother, the immediate aftermath, and the first sentence is, the world ended and Shalon was to blame. Oh my God. Already. <laughs> I'm like, I, I'm going, I'm listening to it with that theory in mind, and I'm like, here we go, here we go. There it is. <laughs> like, there it is. <laughs> like, I mean, if she killed her mom, and that's the reason that Chana, like, Chana went to Braze, and Chana was the one that broke and not Tom, I mean, it is kind of <laughs> Shalon's fault a little bit. Yeah, man. Yeah, I just like abs. Um, I'm a I'm a tad speechless yeah. right now. <laughs> it's that's a that's a big one. 
I, it's one of those theories where it's like, I haven't even given this much thought. I haven't given this thought at all. Yeah. I've not even heard this yeah. theory. I did not think of anything special about, or, you know, Shallan's family necessarily, uh-huh. like in this regard. And now I'm like, oh, it's just stuff like this that makes me think, well, yep, time to time to start over. <laughs> time to just <laughs> completely reread it. I Yeah. I... I I have been operating under the belief that there is one more thing to Shalon that we don't know. Um, just because Sanderson, okay. because people have asked Sanderson for a Shalon timeline because her past is very confusing of like, like we don't exactly know what oath she's at. What, what radiant mm-hmm. level, because like she swore oaths as a kid and then she broke it with Testament and then she rebonded with pattern and she's been swearing oaths since then like uh, Shalon is a very complex thing and he said yep. that he, they have a timeline but they can't share it with us because there's one more thing okay yeah. i think this is it i yeah oh gosh yeah i mean and i'm just now i'm just waiting for it to be clearly explained yeah. now in this second or in this in this final book um man that's a lot to unpack, yeah, my man. I, <laughs> that is a lot. I, I just kind of dropped this on you, but it's yeah. Like, sorry if I no, seem like good. so dumbfounded and like stuttering because now I'm just like, fuck. What else have I missed? What else have I missed? <laughs> it is so complex, which is why I just revisiting these is so much fun. Like, especially yeah. when you get something like this where you're like. Like, I mean, even that fucking sentence for Words of Radiance is just the world ended and Shalon was to blame. And you're like, all right, well, fuck me, I guess. Like, you're like, you're like, all right, Sanderson, we get it. All right, you're a genius. Whatever, yeah. dude. Like, <laughs> you're the master of yeah. foreshadowing. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. One of my one of my favorite things that I see online of, of just people talking about Sanderson is um, Sanderson is a mystery author who <laughs> ma- who masks it all in fantasy. Yeah, 100%. And I'm like, yeah, definitely. <laughs> boy, oh boy. Um, <laughs> this is wild. I know. Uh, and then all this stuff with Zeth happens. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, and then he's like, did Thynakar send you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um... And then the Stormfather says, like, he, he says that, um, because uh, Gavilar is, because this is when we find out that Gavilar wasn't talking to Zeth at all during that first uh, uh, prologue. He was talking to the Stormfather, who he saw just beyond Zeth. Um, and mm. uh, Gavilar was telling the Stormfather to go to his brother. He was essentially like, it came down to, he said, because, um, He's like, uh, hand quivering, he reached toward his pocket and pulled out his, a sphere, the weapon. They needed to have this. His son. No, his son could not handle this. Oh, also, I love earlier when he's talking to Amaram, he's like, you could be king because my son's a fucking idiot and I'm not going to give the throne to Elicar because I'm not a moron. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> now it's just yeah, poor Elicar. Uh, everybody's constantly dunking <laughs> on Elicar. Um, but... Uh, he says uh, his son could not handle this. They needed a warrior, a true warrior, one that Gavilar had been doing his best to suppress for years. Out of a fear he barely dared acknowledge, even as he drew his last ragged breaths, Dalinar. Storms helped them. It came down to Dalinar. 
And um, that's when he goes like, tell my brother he must find the most important words a man can say. He's like asking the Stormfather to do it. Not Zeth, yeah. as we had assumed. Rightfully so. Uh, <laughs> sure, because he's he's using his mouth yeah. to talk yeah. out loud. Yeah. And he's looking like right yeah. past him. Yeah. like. And uh, the Stormfather says, no, not him. I'm sorry, Gavilar. I will never trust your family again. I made that mistake once. I will not do so again. Mm-hmm. And this is where it's kind of like, but you did give Gavilar the visions or Dalinar the visions eventually, you know, like, I mean, this is one of those parts too, where it's like, well, we have to assume this is the same storm father. Yeah. I don't know. This, this goes back to kind of like pulling the strings of that sort of theory yeah. that we talked yeah. about earlier of like, is this the real storm? Father? Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's all, uh, and I could just like uh, I don't know that I like the Ishar theory just because I think it complicates things just a little too much. Um, okay. And I don't know that it fits perfectly. Uh, I like I think the Chana thing like uh, like there there's not a part of the Chana theory where you're like, but that doesn't make this fit better. You know, you're like they, sure. as you're combining the pieces, they all fit perfectly together. Whereas I think the Ishar one, there's some rough edges in this where it's like, like this does feel Stormfathery to me. Like, I, I don't know why Ishar okay. would be keeping up the facade of being the Stormfather at this point when Gavilar is dying. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's some things you could kind of read into in this little text. But ultimately, it all kind of comes. It's it's mostly just yeah. theories that people are taking as could be fact. Yeah. Whereas we do have some timeline and fact things with with the Shalon's mom yeah. theory that we can point to and be like, yeah, this makes total yeah, sense. Yeah. Whereas this, it's kind of like, well, I don't know. No, this, uh, could it, be. It, it kind of fits <laughs> if you like squint your eyes a little bit and like tilt yeah. it to the right. You know, you're like, sure, yeah, like, maybe this sense. could work. And um. Going back to how I said that the title of uh, this prologue worried me. Uh, the ending of this prologue did not worry me at all. In fact, it is one of my favorite sentences in <laughs> all, or uh, one of my favorite three sentences in all of the Stormlight Archive. And it just says, and in the end, Gavilai Colin, heir to the Heralds, died, as all men ultimately must, alone. Hell yeah. Like, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> All my homies hate Gavilar. <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I know it's um it's it's very interesting because I don't I don't want to necessarily say that it's a completely satisfying end just because there's still so much that I want to know. Mm-hmm. But now that we know that he de- he kind of deserved to yeah. die. <laughs> um it makes me. It does make me a little happy to 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 you know, go back to that first uh, prologue in the in the first book and and really see Zeth's perspective and the struggle and like him winning and it's like yeah fuck yeah you. yeah go Zeth go um, yeah I uh, this prologue gives me very big secret history vibes in a way um, oh yeah and that was kind of what I was worried about when I was listening to it the first time like it starts with to live and like we know how secret history ends up. Right, you know, Kelsey uh-huh. sticks around. Uh, yeah. Not exactly alive in the sense that most people would consider, but in a way. Um, and that's I wait real, real yeah. fast. Do the other prologues have 
titles to them? They do. Um, okay. I think I think one is to kill, like the first one. Okay. Ooh. Um, yeah. Oh, so that that makes sense. That makes more sense why you'd be more worried about yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> how this one is. Yeah, I was like, uh... yeah, because Zeth succeeds in to kill. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, To Kill is uh, the prologue of book one. Um, book two was To Question. Book three was To Weep. And book four was To Pretend. Mm. And now book five is To Live. And you're like, oh, <laughs> no, don't. <laughs> but now I, I hear that as like, well, I mean, Thydekar's there yeah. and his whole thing is survive. Yeah. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I just love. There's something so. There's something so satisfying to me of Gavilar Quillen just dies like any other man. Like it's the kind. It's kind mm-hmm. of the. I mean, you know, taboo to bring up, but the Voldemort thing, right? Um, mm-hmm. In those books, Voldemort tries so hard to be above other men, and in the end, he dies like anybody else. And there's something really, really uh, satisfying about that in a in an antagonist, you know. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I I was very satisfied with how this uh, this prologue ended. Although, like you said, definitely some questions for this 1,200 page book uh, <laughs> yes. that will follow uh, this prologue. Yeah. I'm pumped, man. This was this was a fucking stellar prologue. Yes. Um I'm I'm excited to see what changes, if any, come to, you know, the final product of this prologue. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, I mean, like you said, there's some things that can maybe be explained a little bit more, and maybe that's what he'll change yeah. in the in the final draft. But uh oh my gosh, there's still so much to just unpack what's already here. I'm so fucking excited. And I feel like a lot of the things that remain unexplained are things that I can see being relevant to the present day storyline that could be explained there. You know, like Mm -hmm. I could see this prologue working as here's a bunch of concepts that are going to get wrapped up by the end of this. Just remember that they all exist. Um, Yeah. You know, Um, I very much also appreciate... um, it's funny to say the brevity of this prologue, but I've been reading Wheel of Time. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm on book nine, and I shit you not, the prologue was 70 pages. What? Yeah. <laughs> what? The prologue was 70 how is, pages. How long is that book total? Uh, oh, it's sitting right next to me. The total book is... Uh, the book's total length is... About 548 pages. Wow, that is a big prologue. Yeah. Um, I am wow. 146 pages in, and I'm on, like, chapter 7. Wow. Like, <laughs> Damn. yeah, dude. it's... So I appreciate the brevity of this, like, hour-long recording <laughs> for the prologue. It's like, at least it's not two yep. and a half hours or whatever, like the <laughs> Wheel of Time prologues are. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, um, I mean, that's all I've got for the prologue. Yeah, no, I think you took some great notes. You helped me explain some, uh, or you helped explain to me. What am I saying? I'm so, I'm, <laughs> I should be in bed by I'm now. Sorry, you yeah. helped explain to me. No, you're fine. You're fine. I agreed to that. 
is. Um, I I feel like there has definitely been some information that has been explained well to me from from your notes, and I appreciate all that. The theories, oh my gosh, I'm going to be thinking about these, and now my buddy Dash is going to be going through these books, (laughs) and I'm just going to be fucking biting my tongue the entire time. (laughs) Oh my gosh. And we only have to wait till November of 2023 to find out more. (laughs) (laughs) Boy, oh boy. All right, Gavin. I'm excited. Please plug away and tell everybody where they can find you on the internet. Okay, will do. Uh, my name is Gavin, <laughs> um, and I am the host of the Overleveled podcast. I run a podcast. Uh, for a while, it's been with my buddy DJ, and we've talked about general RPG news and reviews and talk about gameplay and stuff. And if you're a fan of RPGs and JRPGs, that's that's what we do. That's what we talk about. Uh, I currently just started up a new podcast series with my buddy Dash, who I've been mentioning. He is going through kingdom hearts one right now and we are going to get through the entire series uh in preparation for kingdom hearts four and we're structuring this podcast series uh kind of like a book club but (laughs) we are not doing a book club for the kingdom hearts novel (laughs) it is it is a book club for the game it's like a video game book club and uh it's it's going it's going real good uh i'm i'm pleased with it so far and i hope that if that's something you're interested in you can check that out uh other than that you can follow me over on twitter it's at overleveled cast uh and i i trust sean will just have yes. links to all this stuff. all that stuff but, will be yeah, in the description it. yeah cool yeah awesome exciting uh, I I highly recommend the the Dark Road to Cage for uh I highly recommend everything Gavin does but like that one is just I'm I have told Gavin multiple times at this point uh, <laughs> uh very very impressed with it um I think you've got I something really it, special on your hands with that um I'm excited to see how it grows it's one of those things where even if you've never played a Kingdom Hearts game before mm-hmm. I hope that this can be something that will attract those players oh, yeah. as well as people who just want to maybe vicariously through dash experience the series again. And you know, yeah, I'm having a fun time with it. I'm glad you, pre- I'm glad you like it. I appreciate that. Yeah. I don't think you need any, need any prior knowledge to enjoy it. Like I, I mean, I do have all the prior knowledge, so maybe I'm not the best person to judge that, but I, I think that the way it's all laid out there is like anybody could just pop it and listen to this and you will be taken down a road of like learning about kingdom hearts. Yeah, 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 for sure. Thanks, yeah. man. <laughs> no problem. Uh, I am on Twitter at Sean underscore AFK. This podcast is on Twitter at Speak Stormlight. Uh, we will, well, the podcast, uh, uh, Speak the Words will be back on in a couple days, I guess, at the point this is going to be up- uploaded uh, with another episode of Words of Radiance. And at some point, uh, more Silverlight studies will be coming. I want to do stuff for Lost Metal. I want to do stuff for all the secret projects. It's just when I can find time in this crazy, busy life that we all live in. Uh, oh yeah. But until then, uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, Gavin, you wanna, you wanna, you wanna hit him with the uh, kind of outro thing we do. We just say the first ideal: life before death, strength before weakness, journey before destination. <laughs>